0: Welcome to the Get Over Yourself Podcast. This is author and athlete Brad Kearns, discovering ways to be healthy, fit, and happy in hectic, high-stress modern life. So let's slow down and take a deep breath, take a cold plunge, and expertly balance that competitive intensity with an appreciation of the journey. That's the theme of the show. Here we go.
1: A feminine has a wisdom of how to communicate what you need in a way that doesn't make somebody feel like they're being criticized. But when a man is in a situation of challenge, particularly that might threaten his self-esteem, the woman he loves doesn't love him, or he's being attacked, either one, as long as he's confident and he knows what to do. See, the male side always has to solve problems. So it's if I'm confident and I know what to do, then I'll be super calm, detached, and clear
0: let us give thanks to the show sponsors these are great products and services check them out it's so difficult to make the cut Almostheaven.com for beautiful compact home use sauna kits ancestral supplements.com for grass-fed organ meats in a capsule easy dnafit.com Genetic testing, delivering comprehensive diet and exercise recommendations. Wildidea.com. Grass-fed, sustainable buffalo. Beyond organic. And the Primal Blueprint online multimedia mastery courses. I'm your host. Learn more at the links on my homepage, bradkearns.com. I also have a new button called Shopping with Brad for other cool stuff at bradkearns.com. And here we go with the show. Hi, listeners. It's a great honor to introduce my conversation with John Gray, author of Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, and many sequels, including a wonderful recent book called Beyond Mars and Venus, where he talks about the influence of hormones on relationship dynamics. An absolutely fascinating read. I was so compelled to get him onto the show after getting into this book because I really feel like it's a a breakthrough and a transformation. Uh, in our usual approach to optimizing our relationship dynamics and working through conflicts and trying to be good partners because he breaks it down to the hormonal level and oh man this guy is a firestorm of energy and inspiration and knowledge this is a wild ride so get ready and hopefully you've heard of john gray if you're too young to remember men are from mars women are from venus quote this book is now viewed as a modern classic which has helped men and women realize how different they can be in their communication styles, their emotional needs, and their modes of behavior, and offers the secrets of communicating without conflicts, allowing couples to give intimacy every chance to grow. That book was out 25 years ago. Can you believe it? He's been working hard ever since, cranking out the sequels and doing his retreats and his lectures. And this new book is called Beyond Mars and Venus, Relationship Skills for Today's Complex World. So in this show, oh man, we travel fast but he talks about the inherent conflict between the progressive modern culture where roles are blended and men are taking maternity leave and women are kicking butt in the workplace and how we're trying to navigate all this pretty rapid transformation of culture if you look at it on the evolutionary timeline. So, we're navigating all this progress and change and freedom and still trying to sustain and nurture these traditional romantic relationships where we have the ideal balance of male and female energies. And what's cool about Dr. Gray is he has that straight up therapist's approach, but he's also a scientist and doing a lot of research and coming out with breakthrough insights about the influence of testosterone and estrogen, the predominant male and female hormones respectively, and the other complementary hormones and neurotransmitters that make us tick and make us be the best that we can be or the worst that we can be when we get out of balance. And watch out, man, we're going into some spicy territory. So this has an E on this show. He's talking about the importance of female orgasm for both males and females and how great sex can wash away many relationship conflicts that plague you right now. Enjoy a fabulous show with Dr. John Gray. So I think maybe we should start uh, with... Our younger listeners maybe maybe too young to know what, what Mars and Venus is all about. If you could give like a brief overview of, of that presentation, and then we can transition into the latest book, Beyond Mars and Venus, where we bring in all the, the hormones and the, uh, the undercurrent of how we behave and what we need.
1: Uh, I think that's a good idea. Also, with the younger generation, a lot of the basic Mars-Venus ideas we can review quickly, but a lot of them don't relate to it because the males have been sort of pushed over too far to their female side and the females were on their male side. So getting quickly into the new perspective is actually kind of very good, but we'll do some review. Okay. So, you know, I wrote Men from Mars 25 years ago and we were in a more traditional society then. And we were limited to a great extent by conditioning. Conditioning says men have to be a certain way and women have to be a certain way. And, you know, we grew up in the 60s And that was sort of the freedom. Here I am growing up in a traditional Texas family, and I'm wearing bell-bottom pants. I'm growing out my hair. I'm putting on beads. I'm free, you know, and demonstrating for peace. You know, this was like peace and love. So that was a a big deal. And what that is a symbol of is men feeling the freedom to move over to a part of us that has been culturally suppressed for for centuries, you know, for thousands of years. We had a role you know, you can't go out into battle. You can't go on long hunting trips, uh, all that kind of stuff, and be so sensitive. So we had to be toughened up for that job. So now suddenly we have this new civilization and we're free to move over to our, our, our softer side. Now, women, on the other hand, they were free to move over to their independent side. A lot of that happened in World War II and we needed people to, you know, to build the tanks and do everything the men were gone. The women went into the factories and they did a great, great job. And so it was like, oh, you know, mom can also do all these things. Dad does. Because when, when mom was busy uh, raising kids, you didn't know she could do all those things. You know, when I go down into, to South America, to the indigenous tribes, uh, you'll see women are pregnant, either pregnant or taking care of babies their whole lives. You know, they're breastfeeding, they're getting pregnant, they're breastfeeding and, and they're always nurturing And the men are, you know, are doing sort of the dangerous stuff. They're going into the jungle and the women are doing more of the gardening. And it was a partnership based upon a level of civilization we had. Today, we're free. Now, what happens is when you're free, you get really excited and you can go overboard. And that's kind of what's happened is that men go, okay, I'm just going to go over and have a lot of fun. And women are like, okay, I'm going to go over and run the company. And that's going from the female side to the male side. And the, the challenge I see over and over and over, and mostly who comes to counseling is women. So what you see for women is when they come in for counseling, they're feeling overwhelmed, high levels of stress, high levels of dissatisfaction, feeling something's missing in their relationship, feeling neglected. And why they're feeling neglected is they're having a whole list of needs that men have never been expected to do. And yet women assume he'll just do those things. Uh, you know, no father was like this great romantic guy. When I was growing up, my father, more traditional, he just had to have a good job and have some manners and not get angry when he's home. So that three requirements that a woman was quite satisfied with her husband. But, you know, today, you know, people often naively will say, well, where, where are the romantic men of the history? They didn't exist. You know, Romeo and Juliet is like the romantic ideal. They died before they got, the day after they got married, you know, so it, it, everybody knew romance doesn't last, but why today is it some, something that we want to last? Maybe we haven't figured out how to do it. I feel like my message helps people to do that. But why do we want it? It's particularly women will say, I really want it. I want I want to be heard. Communication is important to me. In, in indigenous tribes, women don't complain. My husband doesn't listen. He doesn't listen and she doesn't care. She's with a bunch of women and they're talking and they're connecting. So she's in a different world at that time. So when she basically in that world, she's she's in a culture that's held her into her female side and men were held into their male side. Like my father, he did his work job. My mother did the nurturing job. But once women can break out and I feel it's like a higher level of consciousness, you know, a retrieval of greater parts of our soul, which says, you know, I have a masculine side and a feminine side and I can be both. And, you know, when I talk to you, even in a minute, we're just meeting, you go into the flow so clearly. When a man goes into the flow or a woman goes into the flow, a common expression now genius, expressing her inner genius, that's the flow. That flow is when the masculine and the feminine is balanced inside of us. And in simple ways, it's when you love what you're good at, you're in the flow. The love part of it is the female side of us. The, the good at I'm competent. I'm capable. I'm achieving a goal. I'm on my mission. So when we have our mission and we're achieving our goal, that's our male side. And when we're loving it and we're happy and we're enjoying it, that's our female side. And so when we get both together, that's where you're in the flow. And that's what we are. We have this potential today, a higher consciousness that said, I can be both. So what happened is I broke out of my male side going to my female side. And part of that was, you know, the whole hippie revolution and opening consciousness and going higher and all that good stuff, moving over to enjoy my life more instead of sort of sacrificing my own dreams. You know, a lot of men, they just a lot of our fathers, you know, they had their own dreams. They had their own passions, but it didn't pay. So you gave that up and you were happy because it made the woman happy. But now we have the potential of experiencing joy and happiness in our lives and through creativity And women were like starting to feel suppressed and repressed as their soul was going up. It says, I want to be both. So the women were all in their support groups, how we can be empowered, you know, power. And the men were all like, okay, what can we do to experience higher consciousness or enjoy our lives more and have more fun in our lives? So we went both different directions to find wholeness and balance. And when you're moving, we'll take women when they're moving from feeling in a box, out of that box over to their male side. What's happening is in the middle like a pendulum going back and forth. As that pendulum goes to the very feminine side of us to the masculine side right in the middle is this kind of like empowerment, excitement, is the flow. But then if you go too far, then you're feeling overwhelmed, you feel stressed, you lose your ability to love the moment, to be present in the moment. So what happens then is in the pendulum needs to come back. Now how does it come back? Is we need to recognize we're too far on the other side. What are the symptoms that were too far on the other side? Dissatisfaction. That's it. Basically, for women, they feel overwhelmed. There's too much to do. I don't have time for myself. You see, the female side is the receptive side of us. It's about myself bringing in it. What do I need? What's important to me? Coming back. And so many women will say, I don't have time for myself. You don't hear that often from men. We'll take the time, you know, we're designed to take the time because basically, you know, you 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 go out, you you're out there uh, solving problems all day. We come home. That was one of the ideas of, of Meta from Mars. It was so popular is that every man has a cave. If you're from Mars, you have a cave. You want to just come back, just decompress, forget your problems. Don't worry about anything. Maybe watch a football game, maybe meditate maybe solve problems, basically go online. And now it's getting into play video games. And what happens with video games, unfortunately, is they overstimulate the dopamine in the brain. And when they overstimulate dopamine in the brain, that means you're dependent on high stimulation to experience pleasure. And dopamine is linked in with testosterone a lot. So what happens is normal life can't produce as much dopamine as video games. So what happens then is that normal life doesn't stimulate our testosterone enough. And that's where we move into my new work. When women are busy working all day long, making money, sacrificing to make money, they can do that. But it doesn't stimulate female hormones. It doesn't stimulate estrogen. It doesn't stimulate oxytocin. It doesn't stimulate progesterone. So these are like hormones that are highly significant for women. Testosterone is particularly the most important for men. And the difference between men and women, because many, many women who've gone to their male side, they say, what do you mean men and women are different? I have all these masculine qualities. Many men will say, what do you mean, you know, that female? I have all these female qualities. They don't experience the gender difference. There's a fluidity today. And fluidity is we actually are all a unique, different, their own unique balance of masculine and feminine. But how do you know when you're out of balance? And when you're out of balance, you have to know where do I need to go? To be in balance. So when women are way on their male side, they have to know how to come back to their female side. Men need to know when I'm when I'm when I'm unhappy, basically, if you look at a man who's depressed, his testosterone is too low. Look at a man who's angry, his testosterone is going down and his estrogen is going up. Now most people don't know that. that when men are angry or afraid, defensive, their female hormones are increasing and their male hormones are going down.
0: No offense, females, it's just, just how it is, it's science.
1: It's, it's basic science. And so, when, when, and you know, a lot of guys, they kinda go, okay, I wanna be strong, I wanna be confident, I don't wanna fear, I wanna have strength. And, you, and they associate that with, with basically testosterone. But when a man is in a situation of challenge, particularly that might threaten his self-esteem, the woman he loves doesn't love him, or he's being attacked, either one, As long as he's confident and he knows what to do. See, the male side always has to solve problems. So it's if I'm confident and I know what to do, then I'll be super calm, detached, and clear. Kind of like a samurai warrior, a kung fu guy. You know, you see how they they immediately do all their moves. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just those moves. And they're calm, cool, and collected. And I studied that when I was a kid. And part of how you stay calm, cool, and collected is you practice every move. And you have you're trained to see every possible approach that can happen. Kind of like a chess player. You know, chess players, cool, calm and collected. You're calculating because you know what 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 you're going to do three steps ahead. That's real mastery. So when you have confidence that you can produce the result you want, then testosterone goes high and stays high and you're the highest performance. But as soon as you lose confidence, you don't know what to do, which happens a lot in marriages and relationships. You, you, know, you just feel like you want this person. You're so connected. Why aren't they responding to me? Why are they saying that? I'm doing the best I can. As soon as that happens, you lose confidence. Your testosterone actually turns into estrogen and you become overly emotional. This is why when you say men are not emotional, women are more emotional. Actually, men are more emotional when they're not confident women are more emotional basically when there's a, with a minor stress. And this was amazing research I found, which is under moderate stress, if you measure the blood flow in the brain to the part of the brain that's emotional, under moderate stress, women's brains will become eight times more emotional. She might have to suppress that, but she be, there's this surge of emotion that she has to push down constantly. For men, under moderate stress, there's no surge of emotion men basically detach, you know, you just start thinking, you turn away and you think, okay, what am I going to do about this with small problems? But as soon as it's a big problem, which means I've lost confidence, men become emotional, way more emotional than women. And women will start to detach. And that's the sad truth of what happens in marriages is when women start to feel, I cannot get what I need from this guy, then they start to detach. And it's very hard for her to open her heart at that point, unless she understands how to open her heart and that's like my whole message which it comes down to your hormones because for a woman when her when her heart is closed in the presence of someone her estrogen levels have dramatically dropped she basically says i can't depend on you see there's a place in marriage and relationships and caring and in friendship where you feel i can depend on you you have my back you know that sense that and you know you have my back and when somebody has your back and they're there for you, it's constantly providing a level of stimulation for your female hormones, which makes a man, for a man's point of view, it's not like we don't want female hormones. We want female hormones. We just don't want them to be out of balance. Everything is simply about balance. Because as I mentioned before, genius, unlimited energy, health, vitality, all these things come back down to confidence and loving what you do. You know, bringing our, our being of service. Part of what's, what's great about being a service, even though that is our purpose in this world, is when you serve someone and they respond to you. I'm talking to the men now. But when they respond to you with appreciation, what happens is that fuels the testosterone that allows you to be selfless. Testosterone is the selfless hormone. It's so everybody has it backwards about men. I mean, who is it that is selfless to go into battle? Who is it that's a selfless that almost most men traditionally did a job they didn't even like? But ironically, they were happy to do it. They smiled and they didn't complain. Why? Because they did that job. It was the only way they knew to provide for the woman they loved. And why was that such a big payoff? Because when you came home and a woman felt in her heart, I depend on you. I remember the day my wife said to me, my wife and I were married for when we when she was alive, we were married for 30 Three years, and uh, tragically she died of cancer. It was just last year, so just Sorry, take a breath. Yeah. Just take a breath there. Um, kind of even hard for me to talk about relationships if I go there. So I'm just going to back up. Ask me a question. <laughs>
0: And a special five percent discount for B Rad Podcast listeners. Just visit Mito Red Light M I T O red dot com and use the code BRAD on any of their products. Go for it today and get started on your red light journey. I'm pleased to present B Rad grass fed whey protein isolate superfuel, the absolute highest quality, all natural protein supplement infused with creatine. That delivers everything you need to optimize your appetite for fat loss, recover quickly from workouts, and build and maintain lean muscle mass—the single most important attribute for aging gracefully. Our protein comes directly from small family farms in America's dairy land of Wisconsin. It's cold processed and micro-filtered for maximum bioavailability and digestibility. So please. Don't mess with the many cheap commodity protein supplements that are ineffective, inferior, less pure, and often contain junk sweeteners, especially the plant-based offerings that are vastly less bioavailable than the gold standard of protein supplements that's whey protein isolate. Whether you're in your peak athletic years looking to grow and recover, or in the older age groups trying to delay aging and decline, whey and creatine, Or you can order direct from bradnutrition.com with our buy three, get one free, and make the super fuel a centerpiece of your daily routine. Well, what you're describing in this big picture is this battle between the advancement of society. Obviously, we can all call this progress when we've stepped out of the indigenous hunter-gatherer role where the uh, the, the roles were so distinct. And all the way up to Industrial Revolution and, and things have been that way all the way up to our grandparents' time, like you described. And now, with this explosion of, of culture and advancement of society, uh, we have underneath the surface uh this battle between our our true hormonal nature and you you describe in the book how even if you're a sensitive kind soft male you probably have 20 times more testosterone than the average female and vice versa for the female so it seems like we're at war with the advancement of of culture and society and our basic nature as either male or female and you you uh, reference i think it was Norway right the most the most advanced progressive country and the disturbing statistics that everything's equal there the women have all the rights in the workplace, and then the, the divorce rate is right up there as the highest.
1: It's amazing. And the other part about in Norway is that it's mandatory to have equal number of men and women in all government jobs. But non-government jobs, you'll have women who have the freedom to do masculine jobs or traditional male jobs, do not do them. The majority of women are still doing traditional female jobs. The majority of men are doing traditional male jobs. Construction workers, drivers, you know, those kind of engineers, those kind of jobs, unless it's a government job and then it's mandated and women can jump into that role. Also, it's interesting if you go to areas like India, uh, you'll see where there's poverty against survival. Women are way more in the male jobs. It's not like mandated. It's just like they can get ahead. But the problem is there's more divorce, dissatisfaction, less women getting married. It's a woman cannot uh, fall in love or stay in love if her estrogen levels are not 20 times higher than the man's. Now typically when a woman, many parts of the month, a woman's estrogen levels will be 10 times higher than a man. And that's fine to love him. But to be in love and couples who are really happily married and have great sex, you understand that feeling of being in love. In love is an experience where You feel a surrender to your partner. I'm yours. And and it's attachment, too. It's you or mine. You know, there's that sweetness. Often, as a man, I was introduced to those feelings primarily during sex, where my heart just fully opened because her heart opened. See, women, to a great extent, open a man's heart. It's hard to be fully open to someone who's not loving you if you're a man because the woman's love keeps a man's testosterone rising. Appreciation is the form of communication that raises testosterone caring when i demonstrate caring it's the form of behavior that will raise estrogen so when when a man demonstrates caring that's why for romance there needs to be so much foreplay and so forth there needs to be romance dates and so forth and that's why women today when you come into the counseling office if they're dissatisfied in their marriage They're saying there's no romance. He doesn't listen. He doesn't care. I could be invisible. He doesn't see me. I'm not getting compliments. Uh, He's not considered. He's not helping out. He doesn't see what I need. And basically, these are things women in an indigenous tribe would never even think of, just not even think of. But why do women think of it today? And why is it a necessity for them today to a great extent is because they're so far on their male side. Those behaviors I just described stimulate huge amounts of estrogen. So if your estrogen is really low, you need those behaviors from your partner in order to raise your estrogen levels so that you can then feel your love. And if women are not feeling love, they're not happy. If men are not feeling successful, they're not happy. And of course, every woman enjoys being successful and also it's great, but it's not a part of her need to balance her hormones. That's the key. Success is wonderful. We all want it. Happiness and joy and love is what we all want. But primarily, a man has to know how to keep my testosterone up, what behaviors, what communication style. And nobody's done a lot of research on this yet. That's been my focus, which is to talk about how we relate to others, how we relate to the world stimulates different hormones in us. When I put my knees to the side and do something for you without complaining, for example, My testosterone shoots up. When a man sacrifices for a noble cause, if it's acknowledged, if he anticipates this is going to make a difference, it's one of the best things for him. So a depressed man, you immediately want to get him in a situation that he doesn't like doing. It shouldn't be about pleasure. It shouldn't be I'm going to love it. It should be I'm going to tough it out, but I'm going to get rewarded for it, which means you get up in the morning. You know, sometimes you you, I mean, I'm basically. I'm 67 years old. I don't have to work, you know, so I could easily just go over to my female side, which is called retirement. Retirement is just do what you like. And you watch so many men die after they retire because they're not balancing that energy of saying, you know, I'm going to get up today and I'm going to go do what I have to do. So there's this sense in masculinity when you do what you, quote, have to do, it increases your testosterone, particularly if you anticipate being successful, If you don't anticipate being successful, it's also it doesn't raise your testosterone. But for women, when I analyze women who come in and who are depressed, who are stressed, who are overwhelmed, who can't climax, can't have orgasm, can't stay in love, can't fall in love, they just can't juice up. What's missing is this feeling in their mind. It's a little conversation going on. I have to do this. 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 That feeling of have to, that pressure, that's one of the symptoms of being on your male side. So I have to is beneficial for a man, not so beneficial for a woman if she's out of balance. It's fine if she's in balance, because that's what you know life is about, is the masculine and the feminine. And we're moving into an era where we can, as individuals, we can find both and we can find our unique balance of both. Because Not every man needs the same amount of testosterone, estrogen. Not every woman needs the same amount. But there is this polarity. And when you discover you're feeling overwhelmed or stressed or not happy and you're a woman, pretty much your objective is to do things to come back to your female side and not listen to the part of yourself that says, I have to be masculine. You have to just say, okay, I've got to go back here. And for me, if I'm feeling low energy, depressed or I have any anxiety at all, or I have worries. Anytime a man's in that place, he just has to get, I'm too far on my female. Anytime you actually have negative emotions and you're a man, you're too far on your female. If your hormones are in balance, you'll have emotions as a man, and they'll be all positive emotions. If you're having negative emotions, more than a few minutes, I mean, negative emotions come up. That means you just got the wind blew and you're tipped out of balance. So you need to come back to balance and let go of those negative emotions. And men can do that quietly. We're yeah, designed to do it quietly, you want to
0: say. That was a big one when you said that a male expressing anger to his partner is damaging to the relationship and instead he should go off into his cave. And I think that's my favorite example of, of getting back to balance because you feel the opposite urge is to continue down that path or down that slippery slope downward, just like the woman coming back from a hard day at work where she's doing her thing and feeling fulfilled and and having the the maximum expression of her talent in life and then coming home and looking at a a home-cleaning to-do list and plunging into that that depth of more and more male out of balance. And I guess with the male expressing anger, he's getting into uh, female imbalance,
1: right? you exactly I love that's one of my favorite points in the book and if you think of it as a pendulum okay I'm over here on my male I'm constantly sort of going a little on my female a little on my male side but then suddenly I'm out of control and I go away too far to my female side then I just keep going out of control just like if you're on a tightrope you now you're just going to fall down on the other side and so a man needs to recognize first of all if you want a woman to love you And most men don't even know how important that is until they get maybe a little older and they realize, you know, this life is meaningless because a lot of, if I don't have love, it's kind of a growing up for men to recognize how important love is to support him because primarily because we first want to feel lovable and men feel lovable, meaning I'm worthy of love by being good at something. Look what I can do. Look what I can do. You know, um, I was recently on a vacation with a bunch of friends. And we go on vacation twice a year together. <laughs> and Male we do friends
0: or uh, what kind of friends?
1: Well, we're all authors. We're all best-selling authors. Males, so.
0: or fem- of grou- oh, males and, f- and
1: females. Males oh,
0: nice. Fem- okay.
1: This is a, a group thing. And we all have the same occupation, similar occupation. So and we always have these competitions on one of the day. I've never won any of them. And so <laughs> I finally won one. First prize. Oh, I was so happy. I mean, it just it's like winning, winning, accomplishing, achievement. It was all play. But it was really quite wonderful. And even though I feel very worthy of everybody's love and so forth, I could let in more love. It's just you have to feel worthy to let it in and recognize it's there. And so for a man, a lot of it is is you have to get your testosterone up at a certain amount before you can really let love in. For women, they don't. A woman basically does theoretically, if you look just on the female, they don't need to earn love. One of the hardest things for women is to let go of trying to earn love. See, that's when you're on your male side, you want to earn love. And when you're on your female side, you have to get, I I deserve love. I am beautiful. You know, beauty is the face of God expressing itself. Women embody beauty. Whether They don't need to be perfect. They need to be feminine. One of the qualities of femininity is beauty. And beauty is attractive and it attracts. She doesn't have to go out and earn love. She needs to just recognize I am the receptive force of the universe. I attract it in. You may not attract it from everybody. You don't need it from everybody. But when you don't get it, then you feel as a woman, if you're not feeling love, you're on your female side. You have Love from the world helps a woman feel safe to open up to feeling worthy, to receive the love. When she receives the love, that's when she gives love. You have to receive, and then you can give. If you don't have, you can't give. So women, when they receive, that's the female element, then they can give what they've received. The problem for women is when they don't get love or what they need, then they feel, I haven't received. They go onto their male side and think, I'll have to earn it. And so again, as a therapist, what you see all the time is women giving and giving and saying, I gave too much. I gave too much. It didn't come back. And, and that's the That's the the foundation of resentment and resentment is what kills relationships is when you think you get up in the morning and you feel like, hey, I'm not getting what I'm giving. Well, stop giving so much. That's what I tell women. <laughs> stop giving so much, but don't withhold love. Just stop over giving. And how do you stop overgiving? is you start giving yourself what you need. Stop expecting men to give you everything you need. Stop expecting the world to give you everything you need. Because the truth is what you need is always present. You're just looking in the wrong direction. And quite often what you're looking for, what you're missing, is doing things for yourself. So women are constantly doing things for others, which feels good. You know, the brain gets excited for a woman when she's giving. Because in the brain it says, oh, if you're giving, you must have received. Because when women are in harmony with their balanced hormones, they feel motivated to give what they receive, not to give from emptiness. Giving from emptiness is, unfortunately, an free, free, a imbalance. It's an imbalance.
0: Happens all the time.
1: Well, it's the basis of relationships today because if a man gives from emptiness, you'll fill up. See, on your male side, I got nothing, so I'm just going to go out there and do what I don't want to do for somebody, and they're going to love me and I'm going to fill up. So if you give and empty out, you know, just whatever you got, just give it empty. Then we fill up. We have to give and then get back. But women need to receive and then give back. I mean, you, you feel like, a, you know, a lot of men who have all given to them, they become weak. I won't say every man, but, you know, Rockefeller did a book or one of those guys on children of rich men, male boys of wealthy fathers often have difficulties. You know, we had a phrase a long time ago called playboys. If you were rich, you were a playboy. You didn't have to work. You just had fun. And having fun, you couldn't make a commitment, and you became a drug addict. You became a food addict. You got divorced. All these problems would happen in rich, to males of rich families, not always to females. Because oh. females, they're females
0: can, <laughs> females can handle it. Paris Hilton's group, no problems.
1: Yeah, no problem. Because the femininity is not about earning it; it's about having it come to you. Let me let me define male and female power for a moment. This is another idea in the book. I just love it because so many women are all about empowerment. You know, I'm going to be in power. Look what I can do. Look what I can do. It feels really good, and they feel very powerful. But that's masculine power. Masculine power is the ability to accomplish, to achieve, to organize, to put it together. Look what I can do. That's masculine power. We all know that feeling. It's like when I won the competition. Look what I did! Look what I did! My testosterone just doubled. You know? Well, just like,
0: are you going to tell us what you, what the competition was? I mean, okay, you're a you're bunch you, of I'll, best-selling authors. I'm sure these big timers are, are competing at a high level. What did you do?
1: Okay, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. It's a fun question, okay? Because I'm so proud of myself. But what is female power? Masculine powers. Look what I did. Okay, that's this, That's why women are always saying, "Oh, men are so into ego and everything." Because we need that. That's testosterone stimulant is, look what I did. And testosterone doesn't seek to control others. It seeks to serve others. It's only low testosterone men that want to control others. All that negativity of what people often associate with the negative ego is I'm feeling so insecure about myself, I have to control you. As opposed to detachment, the Buddha, you know, that's testosterone. Is being able, I don't need to control anybody. I got it. You know, that's walking around like a stud, look what I can do, which I'm going to do a book coming up probably in a few years called 10 Hours of Sex. <laughs> it's, it's... Non-stop or
0: do, can we take a break or...
1: During the 10 hours? Yeah. It's it's generally about an hour of in and out and then you take a little break and then another hour in and out and another little break, and an hour... And, and I'm trying to figure out a way to help these young guys get motivated to learn about how to have real sex instead of just releasing their energy all the time because if you learn how to have orgasm without ejaculating then you just want more and more sex you never lose your desire but you're not frustrated about it and this is something that's been you know not taught to the masses because people couldn't do it but this new generation of males who have both male and female if you balance it then you orgasm but you don't ejaculate and then you just keep every morning you got a cucumber I mean (laughs) it's the best. (laughs) But you know I'm 67. It's kind of like, my God, this is so wonderful to learn these things that that we we're just not taught. And what what young guys don't know is that they're losing all their power with over and over ejaculating several times a day to to porn. What's happening is they're losing their interest in real women. They can't sustain interest with a real woman. They can't get that excited with a real woman because the 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 internet sex. I'm not against anything. I'm just looking at the brain here, which is when you have high stimulation like cocaine, feels really good. When something feels really, really good, you want it again and again. What's happening in the brain is that you're overstimulating the brain with dopamine. That's pleasure. Then the brain says, Oh, that's so much pleasure. We're going to, we're going to close the little dopamine receptor sites so that now that's not so exciting, but just, just exciting enough. But then normal stimulation, which is not porn, which is not digital, normal stimulation will do nothing for you. Because, see, when you have sex with a real woman, you're not just making dopamine. See, a naked woman in front of you says you're number one. You just won the prize, and all the women are naked for you. So your dope, your dopamine shoots up really high. That raises your testosterone because you have dopamine stimulation. What happens with, with real sex is... You're having dopamine stimulated by having a naked woman next to you who loves you. You're the one. And you're also producing serotonin, which is simply because you feel at ease with her. You have a history with her. The more history you have with someone which is harmonious, you'll have serotonin. Serotonin keeps your dopamine from going too high. They, they counter each other. You have oxytocin, which is a whole energetic field which keeps your testosterone from going too high. So you've got these counterbalance weights. So you're connecting with real feminine energy inside yourself rather than just pure testosterone, which happens when you're when you're solo with a fantasy. And so, you know, these are all like new lessons for guys to understand. And I was talking about 20 years ago, but now the guys are having the experience. I can't get turned on to a real girl. You know, it's just not not happening. I can't say stay interested. So guys can sometimes still be interested in women that's an easy kind of unconscious instinct but once you get to know her and the oxytocin gets produced the estrogen goes up you don't have enough testosterone to fight that so you lose it and that you you just you're there and then you got to recoil back and then you need somebody new and different new and different always stimulates more dopamine so to have a sustained relationship you have to have healthy dopamine healthy testosterone levels and a woman has to know she wants a man to stay how do you keep a man to stay? you got to be on your female side. If you're a man, he's going to go look for a female because if he doesn't feel he can contribute to your life in a meaningful way, coming home to you, he will become passive and lose interest in you. And she has to be able to communicate, I need you. And that's what female power is. Female, male power is, look what I can do. You need me? I got the answer. You got a fire? I'm a fireman. I'm on top of the world. So that's solving problems. Female power is not having to do it. You get uh, look what I can do. Female powers. I can, look what I get somebody else to do for me. I don't have to do it all. That's female power. That's grace. That's. And we're, wow. We're, we've,
0: you know, John, I'm I'm seeing like these tiny little examples in daily life that I would imagine add up to a lot of trouble over time as you're trying to sustain the magic in a relationship. And you're describing that it that it is possible to have that, have that spark going for years and years and years. But then when you have a, a simple household encounter, like uh, there, there's a mess left over and someone said, and you did a great job uh, stating these examples in the book where, uh, hey, you spilled this, I'll clean it up, uh, you're, you're messy. Uh, let's say the, the woman's side is talking to the man where the man would be overjoyed to jump up and not only clean up the, the small messy left, but uh, maybe polish the, the counter with the new uh, solution that makes it shine. But when we have these engagements where the resentment comes out on both sides and then the, the, the walls come up, that's what I think the, the magic of the book is that you can... You can transcend that just by that example you just said where the female sits back, puts her hands behind her, behind her neck and says, hey, uh, why don't you do this room while you're at it? And the male actually, the male part of you, uh, we, we can switch, uh, we could switch genders if, if we want, but just to get back into balance and allow someone to be of service rather than trying to do it all and, and be it all. I'm so excited to introduce you to Peluva. This is a new Please visit paluva.com, that's P-E-L-U-V-A, and use the code BRADPODCAST and get 10% off your first pair. Paluvas, let your feet be feet. I want to tell you about WildHealth.com. They're an online provider of comprehensive precision medicine and health consultation services. They offer DNA analysis, custom lab panels, extensive medical intake form with family history and lifestyle preferences, and regular online visits with a board-certified precision medicine physician and a health coach whom you can message anytime through their convenient app, Wild Health is generously extending BRad podcast listeners 20% off the cost of membership. Just visit wildhealth.com/brad or use the code BRAD20 at checkout to get 20% off and start taking control of your health today at wildhealth.com/brad.
1: Nicely said, and that kind of comes down to the bottom line of a femininity has a wisdom of how to communicate what you need in a way that doesn't make somebody feel like they're being criticized.
0: Ooh, and, there's the there's the show quote. What I got? I shout out to my audio engineer. That was it right there. That's beautiful. Keep going. And,
1: well, that that's a new a new wisdom. And in the past, culture basically told men what you're supposed to do, so women didn't need to ask. And when a woman picked a man, it was a man who was already doing those things that she would want and value most, which was be a good provider, don't be angry, be present for her. Romance, good communication, those kind of things, helping out around the house, those weren't the requirements. You know, women had all day doing nurturing activities, men were away the whole time. There was this balance. But Dang, suddenly, it, but- it seems
0: like the, in a lot of ways things were easier. Maybe they weren't reaching level nine of fulfillment and and deep connection, but uh, until we get up to the the highest levels, it seems like, you know, simpler times. We didn't have the the porn addiction and the dopamine overdose and all those things. It just, we got to navigate some trouble here, huh?
1: Yeah, we have a lot of problems today. And what you see is they weren't, in previous generations, relationships, they weren't at level nine. They weren't having ecstatic sex. And ecstatic sex is, you know, it's still our society is quite sexually repressed. But think about it for a moment. Do you pick a partner today who's just got a good job and harmonious? No. You pick a partner who's turns you on, you know, and couples get a few years of great, great sex. And that's what pulls us together. In the past, it was you. Your mother would say, don't worry whether you're sexually attracted. That's going to go away. That's it. I mean, sexual attraction went away for couples. And, you know, I teach in other cultures today where where they're not as advanced as us. And women don't even know they can enjoy sex. Sex is really for women and and men are serving women. But today it's in the more traditional relationship. Sex was something women did to serve the man. But most men today, they'll lose interest in a woman if she doesn't enjoy sex more than him. See, it's pleasure. Pleasure is feminine. What sex was for men in the past was sex was a way to connect with a woman and experience pleasure to get to his female side. Well, we're way on our female side. Men can easily just relax and enjoy pleasure. (laughs) What what we want is the woman to enjoy pleasure and then, of course, we're number one. We won the prize. Her orgasm is number one for us and half the women in America have never experienced an orgasm, one. Half of the women who do can't have an orgasm from a man being inside of her and probably half of those, we don't have all these details, only can have clitoral orgasm. And you know if you go back to some of the hidden teachings of 6,000 6, years old, you understand that in the vagina, all the different organs are linked to different areas of the vagina. And if you just do clitoral stimulation for orgasm, you're basically only stimulating your kidneys. Now your kidneys is what filters water. So a lot of weight gain that women have is too much clitoral stimulation, too much clitoral orgasms. It's basically all the energy is going there and it's coming from the other organs rather than going through your whole body. You know, we really need to understand one of the greatest things for health is great sex and orgasmic experience with someone you love. You can't get to these higher levels of 10, 9, 8, 9, 10 like that unless you experience real love. That's the whole key to this. And that's where you can be both hard, which is your masculine energy and feel love. You know, this is the two things together. And women have to, you know, there's certain exercise where women have to learn to keep their vagina tight. You know, the, you just have to do the kegels and, and, and contract. So there's a real connection because it's that stimulation in the vagina that allows full energizing of her body if it's the whole vagina, not just the clitoris. And Now we have, you know, we have men addicted to porn. We have women more and more addicted to their, their vibrator. Now, vibration overstimulates the clitoris, overstimulates the kidneys. It's going to be hard to lose weight. it's you gotta throw it away you need to have a man do it for you you need to have real touch do it there's an energetic sharing that happens where you join with a man when we start opening up to realize these things and we're getting there because we're letting go of all this victorian sexual suppression stuff where you know sex is what the most beautiful spiritual thing you can do on this earth and it's also because it's so powerful it's the most destructive thing you know, it's like the atomic yeah, you know, we're in an age where we're so powerful, it can be either for good or for bad, but that's what will keep couples together personally. And I've coupled thousands, I've counseled thousands of couples, only a few cases where where a couple wanted divorce when the sex was great. Always, you know, couples, and you know, they'll see they have all these other problems. They'll complain about this and complain about this. But if they just had great sex, they wouldn't be worrying about those things. They wouldn't have gotten in those arguments. And a man would not be angry. The angriest men are the ones who are not getting laid. That's where it comes from. You look at all these, you know, these terrorists and people like that. You know, they didn't have fathers. They have no role model, what it means to be a man. They're all fatherless. They grew up without fathers. And this is research we're seeing is happening today with half of the boys in America. I wrote a book called Boy Crisis with Warren Farrell. Half the boys in America growing up without fathers what happens is they have no role model of how a man can provide for a woman. Therefore, when a woman's unhappy, and women are always going to have ups and downs in their, in their mood and so forth, and if he doesn't know how to deal with that, he goes to his female side because he doesn't have confidence. He hasn't seen it over and over with his dad. He doesn't have confidence of how to make a woman happy. Then suddenly he loses confidence, his testosterone levels convert into estrogen, he becomes angry and depressed. We have to understand that when a man is angry, unhappy or depressed or irritable, argumentative, defensive, all those things that kill relationships, he needs to immediately know I'm out of control. Whatever she says, it's not her fault. I pushed her over the edge. She depends on me to keep her grounded in her love. And I just went to my female side It puts her on her male side. She pulls her sword and she loses her ability to say loving things and says really mean, awful things, mistrusting things. Ask, why would you do that? How could you say that? Why would you do? Why did you do this? How could you forget this? All that stuff that just like a punch in his stomach because she's not on her female side. But a man can push a woman to her male side. A woman pushes a man to his female side. That was the example of when women do it all at home. Men are going to sit back on the couch. They have no energy to do anything. We're waiting for the emergency. We need to feel needed. Women need to feel trust that they can get what they need. And these are this is the new art of communication. Previous generations did not have this. Culture kept everything in balance. But now our goal is no longer to be in balance in relationship in that old-fashioned way. We want to go to a higher levels of self-actualization you know, transcending the ego, becoming spiritual beings in service and harmony. This is a big task. You know, this is you know, a whole other challenge for society. And it comes through relationship. It comes through recognizing gender roles today, outdated gender roles. We transcend that, but we have to recognize gender is real and it exists. And very few people will acknowledge that. That's why I love this new book, which talks about the hormones, because nobody can say, You know, if you take if you take the extreme, you know, which we might say toxic feminism, not toxic, yeah, toxic feminism that hates men. That's an extreme. I'm totally feminist myself. I love women. I'm all standing for women. I love for men, but there's toxicity on both sides. And so when you get to toxic feminist, what they talk about is that there is no gender difference, and that it's only created by culture. And the truth is, it's opposite. Culture has always evolved. Culture is something we create in order to support people in being authentic to their level of evolution. In the past, we did not have the level of evolution capable of being both male and female at the same time, having the masculine and the feminine. But that's only in consciousness. It's only in spirit. In spirit, we're both masculine and feminine. But in this physical body, we have to respect the temple of the spirit, which means that I have a need as a biological creature to balance my hormones very differently from a woman. So I need to have support to be on my masculine side if I'm too feminine. So what would that look like? Well, let's say I'm stressed out. If I'm stressed, that means I'm low, I'm too much estrogen, not enough testosterone. So I need to do something to build testosterone. Well, I have to stop doing anything that will create estrogen. Well, what are the things that create estrogen? Intimacy. I need to withdraw. I need to detach. I need to pull away. I need to, if my wife, if I love my wife, she's an estrogen machine for me. Every time I get close to my wife, my estrogen's going to go up. So if it goes too high, my testosterone goes too low. Or that's why after you've had sex, if you're a guy, many guys, you have sex with your wife, your partner, whatever. And and you, you ejaculate. When you ejaculate, you're going to your maximum female side. That's pure female. That's surrender. It's this kind of like, oh, my God, I love you forever, and then I want to leave you. <laughs> but, but it's too much estrogen. A huge amount of oxytocin gets produced. One of the functions of that oxytocin that creates those contractions is oxytocin through affection, through touch. It creates safety. And when you're safe, your testosterone goes down. Danger increases testosterone. Okay, we know that. You know, oh problem, got to solve it. Urgency, get out there, raise your testosterone. Safety, the message we're safe, everything's fine, now we're just gonna relax and cuddle. There's no sex there, okay, just oxytocin. So one of the functions of oxytocin is it lowers testosterone and allows estrogen to go up. Now that's not known fully yet. I found some little bits of research to back it up, but I have to pick and choose. What happens is about 20 years ago, we learned through science that oxytocin was highly significant and helpful for women to regulate stress. Now, what I've found is oxytocin, which an oxytocin is generated by affection, compliments, being heard, harmony, safety, feeling. And here's the biggest safety. Somebody has your back. Somebody has your back. And what happens in the beginning, women feel he's there for me. And then he forgets. He doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. He gets angry a few times. After a while, she just go, I can't ask him. I can't ask him. I'll have to do it myself. And why is that? That's a whole other dynamic. I talk about men's grumbles. Let's say I'm on the computer. I'm focused. And let's say my testosterone is not like really, I'm not fully confident. Okay. If I'm not fully confident, I'm focusing my, they really solved the problem. I'm really into it. So I'm fully trying to maintain my, my, my focus. And then my wife walks up and says, John, did you do this and this and this now to shift my focus, hyper focus over to her has a symptom of irritable. I'm gonna be a little irritable, okay, because I just let go of my focus and I'm shifting over to estrogen land, too much estrogen in that moment. So there's a, there's a grumble that men have, kind of irritation, annoyed. And, and women feel that. They don't know that once the grumble is over, it's over. It's not a big deal. When women grumble, it's a big deal. They don't forget. If you ask a woman to do something, she goes, oh, I don't want to do it. And, oh, please do it. And that's gonna be like in their history books, okay? So when women grumble, it means it's a big problem. When men grumble, just ignore it and then reward them. Just give them a lot of love and it goes away. <laughs> it's, it's like a dog who has a tail. You know, some dogs will bite and they'll growl, but they've got their tail up. That means they're not gonna bite you, but they're wagging their tail. They're happy, to, they're barking, but they're wagging their tail. But if they're not wagging their tail and they're barking, then watch out. That's a woman. <laughs> so when men bark, Women, women project. Oh my gosh! I better not ask again, otherwise he'll hold on to all these feelings of resentment. But men are very quick to let it go, only if she rewards him. That's the whole key for men. Remember, I did this selfless thing, something I didn't want to do, but if I anticipate you rewarding me with love, appreciation, then it's okay. I guess I should give a few examples here. One well, time, wife- you
0: give example of a, a couple that has great sex. There's there's rewards going on. Everyone feels rewarded. And so these these nitpicking arguments are uh, turn out to be trivial.
1: Absolutely. I have to give one story real quick. I'll try a big story, but I shorten it down. So one day I'm listening to my wife and she just had all these complaints and all these complaints. And I said, okay, I'm just going to listen. And it was like went on for 50 minutes almost. And Now I said, now, can I talk to you about what I feel? Because I'm ready to give her 50 complaints back tit for tat. Petty stuff, you know. But if you're going to be petty, I'm going to be petty. This is ridiculous thing couples do. A man, he says, if you're happy, I have no problem. But if you're going to complain, well, I got counter complaints to make it fair. So I said to my wife after listening all this time, now you feel heard. She said, yes. I said, well, would this be a good time for me to tell you how I feel? And I was just ready to go in all my defensiveness, you know, all my well, for every problem she has, I got two. Okay, so I can I can complain too if you let me do it. So and, and so I said, would this be a good time? And she says. No, and then <laughs> why I just listened for 15 minutes and you're not going to let me, so it really put another button, that was my female side going, okay, so then, so I said, well, when would be a good time, and she says, I don't know, but right now, I want to bask in the sunshine of your love, I was like, what, how can you feel loved by me when you just criticized me for 15 minutes, but it was, I didn't fight back. I was able to sort of detach and hold my feelings over there, but I still had them. That was my estrogen over there. It was still I'm still upset. So let's call it a hundred degree upset. Then she said, "You know, I'm going to make you your special dinner tonight." And she was smiling and she was happy and she started singing in the kitchen. I mean, I thought I was in a Disney movie, little bluebirds going around. So again, happy woman made me feel successful. So my testosterone starting to rise, my estrogen starting to go down. But still, I was feeling a bit angry, a little bit resentful, you know, that, hey, I shared. I listened. She didn't listen to me. Then that night, I'm in bed, ready to go to sleep, turned over, and she goes over to the drawer with a sexy lingerie, and she puts on some sexy lingerie. I'm going, what? A woman who had 50 minutes of criticizing, complaining about me and her life? How could she want to have sex with me? But I certainly didn't mind, and she came and got in bed, and I kind of felt a little anger, but then somehow she just started reaching down south and touching me, and and see, the thing about men is we forget. <laughs> Everything is forgotten when the blood flows south. So then we made love, and it was wonderful. I forgot we were upset, but then went to sleep. Then the next morning, she just sort of woke me up and said, John, this might be a good time if you want to tell me how you feel. I, I had no complaints. All those things were petty. It was nothing. All we want as men is they want to feel that we have been successful in making a woman happy, and there's nothing more powerful than a great sex life.
0: Oh, what a story, man. It is a good story. So back to a common situation where we're not supposed to get angry when we're out of balance and we're holding on to... Hold,
1: let me let me back off. You're going to be angry when, you're, when you get angry and you're a man. When you're out of balance, then you will be... One of the things is you'll be... Anger is a sign that you are out of balance. So what you do is don't judge the anger. Nobody's wrong for being out of balance. But what you do as a man is you recognize don't speak. If you talk, talking about feelings increases estrogen. Talking about solutions might create testosterone if your partner said, oh, what a good idea. But they're not going to say that right now. So if you're angry, you need to take distance. Distance creates testosterone and do something that increases testosterone. Now, you know, my book, I said a lot of things, but basically exercise, uh, meditation, anything you're good at will build your testosterone levels up.
0: So then you go ahead and do that and then you you come back and and you're still uh holding on to something. Maybe it's an important matter that you really do need to address. Unlike unlike John Grey who forgot the next morning whatever his, his petty things were, but maybe it's oh, uh we, we looked at the the credit card bill and and we're we're over the max limit and we already had a talk about this and I'm still upset even though we just had great sex last night. Uh then I guess there's a safer, more strategic time to really make progress because you're you're back in testosterone balance. Is that your uh, recommendation?
1: The, the, the recommendation, one of the qualities of masculinity, now I'm talking to the men, is accountability. All successful men and successful people are accountable for whatever happens in their life. You look at it and you go to the, you, you know, somebody can hit me, okay, I've been affected. But then I have to be accountable. How did I set myself up to get that blow? How did I put myself in that situation where that was going to happen? That's accountability. If you don't have accountability, you're always a victim. If you're a victim, your estrogen levels are going to go up. And that's one of the problems today is one of the things for women who have low estrogen, which is rampant now, and they're all going to doctors to get estrogen, and that's not the answer. When the women have low estrogen, one of the ways is complaining and being a victim. When you express, talk about negative emotions and negative feelings and talk about what you're missing inside, what you're missing in your life, estrogen levels go up. That's what, that's why therapy is 90% women that come to therapy is you get to complain by somebody who empathizes and connects with you and really brings your estrogen levels back up. So back to men, when I pull away and my whole thing is first I need to bump my testosterone up. Then I need to reflect on what happened. And look, how did I contribute to what happened? So I'm not coming back to point out to her what she did. I'm seeing my mastery in life is that how did I connect? How did I contribute to it? And I don't ever tell her how she contributed unless she's really just having one of those nice after sex conversations. So if you're still hurting inside, you don't talk to your partner if you're a man. You go to another man and you make jokes about it. That's another thing that men have to learn Women need to go heavy to come light. Men need to go light to come back to opening their heart again. And you can learn this from like firemen who really see the worst of life, you know, and when they leave a fireplace, they don't want any women around. They'll just make jokes about what they saw. They have to, because they saw the worst and soldiers will do the same thing. You become irreverent and you talk about, you lighten it up. You have to disconnect from your emotions. Now, Buddha I'm a big meditator, okay? I teach meditation as well, and that's my major way to disconnect from my estrogen. Basically, Buddha was teaching to men who are like criminals. And so when he taught them, empty the mind, stop thinking. That's the worst thing for women to do. They need to talk about what's going on inside. But for men, it's about learning to forget temporarily what's bothering you and feel good. Then when you feel good, look at the problems and how you can solve them without making other people, without communicating criticism. That's the whole thing. And those are communication skills. But what we're focusing on here is you need to get to the place where you don't have to talk about what you feel to feel better. Your heart is open again.
0: Wow. That's being accountable. That's big.
1: Yeah, that's being a man.
0: Right. Uh, Yeah, that's right. From your book, you said uh, suck it up.
1: Suck it up. Yeah. And, of course, there's all these poor men Poor men, they've been taught to suck it up and push their feelings down. So just talk about your feelings and not get in arguments and not go get in fights. That's what happens. There's a place to talk. I talk about my feelings all the time. But when they're loving, when my heart is open, that's what women are. Really, when they say, what are you feeling? They're hoping what you're feeling is positive. <laughs> they don't want if they, You know, talking about negativity, if you're a man, why you're charged is the worst thing you can do. Analyzing it, talking to another guy or talking to a woman therapist is fine, too, but never from the point of view of trying to change the person. See, when you're upset, usually we're trying to change somebody. If you're upset and you're trying to change somebody, you're pushing at them. They're going to resist you. You know, you will always get more of what you what you don't want. If you resist it, you push at it rather than open up and provide understanding. And that's a whole nother part of the book which is understanding what women's primary needs are and men's primary needs. It's a big picture. This has never been taught before.
0: That's why I loved it so much. I want to take some tidbits away, like we can take those baby steps back to getting out of these bad patterns. And one of them is the, the Venus talk. So you can describe uh, when the woman comes home from a stressful day in the workplace, the, the modern workplace, where it's a, it's a new thing for females anyway on the evolutionary timeline. And what's a, what's a Venus talk? What's the man to do there?
1: Okay, here's a practical thing. It's, well, this is something couples need to discuss. This doesn't work if we don't understand the concept that women need help to come back to their female side. Okay? They need that help. And men can provide that help. We're not talking about what help men need. We're talking about what well, women need help. Who are the guys who are always saving women? We. That's our job. We're supposed to save the women. And women are the most unhappy people today of all history. So much depression, so much divorce, so much dissatisfaction, they need our help. And one of the biggest problems for men is as women become more independent, they don't need us. So many men out of work. We don't have a job. And when a man doesn't have a job, he's somewhat depressed. He sits there, he watches TV, plays his video games. He doesn't have any juice. Every guy who thinks he's about to get laid has got a lot of juice. He's happy to do cart cartwheels for her. That's who we should be. We should wake up that guy every day. But women have to need us and they have to then appreciate what we provide for them. But women don't need men for money anymore to a great extent. And that was a major thing. That was the major need women had is he's going to provide. And if you did your providing, come home, go to sleep. And your wife was happy. She didn't mind. She you did the big thing that she didn't have to do, didn't want to do even. And now today she's doing that herself. So why are we needed? And if you're not needed, your testosterone levels are low. This, this, this is like a crisis we're in. So Venus Talk is for women to recognize what they need more than anything if they're feeling stressed is to raise their estrogen. And to raise your estrogen, you need to talk one of the most efficient ways to do it. There's lots of ways. Go do something you love to do is going to raise your estrogen. Go to your doctor and ask for help. That's why women see doctors more is whenever you need help and you're trusting you're going to get it, your estrogen goes up. But you need to realize one of the beautiful things What Venus Talk is to recognize Talking about your feelings. Nitpicky things. The little things. Talking about it will actually raise your estrogen. Go to an indigenous tribe. You'll see women talking about nitpicky things all the time. Oh, she didn't do this. Oh, they didn't, oh my child's not doing it. Just little things, talking about not big things. Little things, nitpicky things about at work they didn't do this, they didn't do this. But that produces a little estrogen. More estrogen is when she can talk about the emotions she's pushing down all day long. So that would look like I was in traffic. I was so frustrated because I wanted to go here. I was disappointed because I got to the computer. And it was broken again. How many times do I have to ask these guys? But to feel emotions, uh, concerns, disappointments, frustrations. And that's a whole uh, section. You know, that's that's like learning how to speak English, how to speak language, you know, uh, emotional intelligence, how to communicate your emotions. And the way you do it, you communicate your emotions, but not about him. That's the art. You have to say, this is not about you. I'm not looking for a solution. I just need your, I need your presence. I need you to just be there and not speak and not offer advice. Do nothing. Just don't speak. I'm going to do this for five or six minutes. That's it. Practice sharing emotions about your day, about little stuff, but you're revealing what's inside. See, intimacy is about men going into women. It's about women having to open up and share and it's a powerful estrogen stimulator because you're sharing nitpicky things, which you would never let anybody know. You'd be, I don't want to be seen as a weak person. I don't want to be as a needy person. I don't want to be seen as overly sensitive. I'm tough. I, those emotions are there. And so she has to learn to soften and open up, talking about little things. And over time, more and more estrogen gets produced as opposed to holding it in until it becomes big things. See, we, we're in this, this place where the problem has to be really big before we get emotional. And that's a masculine quality. You know, I can stand in front of an audience and cry and everybody has huge respect for me because I'm talking about my wife who died of cancer and, you know, I feel like I don't want to live. Then, oh my God, that's very manly because it's a big problem. But if I say, you know, God, my my my, my book, I didn't meet my book deadline. <laughs> <I had> to, <laughs> or they didn't pay me enough, you know, it's like, oh, like stop whining, get out there and do it, you know, so. There's a distinction here. So Venus talk is learning how to express frustration, disappointment, concerns, worries, and ideally get deeper to the emotions of it. And his job is only to listen, listen. And then after you've done like six, seven minutes of it, then talk about, but you don't need to say anything. I love my job. I love my life. I feel great. I just need to get that off my shoulders and I'll feel better. And then he come and then go in for the hug and then let him know it. A three-second hug, six-second hug. Oh, it just feels so good. I just feel so glad I can come home to you. You're such a grounding influence in my life. Boom, man goes like, hey, I didn't have to do anything and I did that. That's like pure Zen, you know, That that's non-doing doing, it's enlightenment.
0: <laughs> right, because we have to suppress the, the the burning desire to solve the problems. And when you hear these crazy uh, complaints about uh, the, the, the workplace dysfunction, you, you have a quick solution, but you have to suppress that and just listen and nod and, and you know, tone down the, the male side. Otherwise, you're going to bring those hormones out of balance.
1: That's right, that's right. So that's a good practical one. Another practical one, just to walk away with men. Anytime you're angry, stop talking. Walk away. Women, if a man is angry, don't ask him more questions. Don't follow him. That's how you create worse relationships, and most women do that. I see it over and over. A guy's tendency is just to walk away, and the women start following him and asking questions. It's just like taking a wound and pounding on it and bringing out the worst of him, and it will just bring up more estrogen. He's out of control, and then then he'll do things. It's awful, and women... You know their their nature is to keep talking and what are asking questions. a real strong man, if he understands this, doesn't answer them. He just says, "Look, I need to take time to think about it. Well, why do you do that? Don't you love me? I just need time to think about it and walk away. Don't let her engage you into more conversation yes this these are like and what gives you the power to do that is to know you're destroying your relationship if you talk when you're emotionally upset.
0: Wow." Bo- both, both parties can be accountable in that example and, and know, yeah. know what makes people click and tick.
1: You know how I learned that one? is Bonnie used to say, I would start getting defensive and her, she said my tone sounded angry. I didn't think I was angry, but she said you're getting angry or something like that. And I know I, I'm just making a point here, <laughs> right or wrong here, clear as day. You know? and as soon as I would get into that tone, she would just say, for us, this is what works. She says, you're being mean, I'm going away. And she would walk away. She wouldn't listen to a word. I say, no, 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 I can be, you. well, let me see. You know, just talk from your heart. I'll listen to you. Otherwise, I'm not listening. And it was, she set that boundary. And, and after, the truth is no man has the intention of being mean. You know, I don't want to be mean to you. But some men, maybe kid, that's not the right expression. But a woman should just say, not, don't talk to me that way. Now you're controlling him. Instead, I need some time. I don't want to talk. I need some time. I don't want to talk.
0: You're owning yourself. But wait, but wait, I'm I'm the best-selling relationship author in America. You have to listen.
1: <laughs> uh, timing, I probably need to end now. John
0: Gray, what an absolute privilege. Thank you so much. We have to go get this book. It's a mandatory read for everyone beyond Mars and Venus. I appreciate you spending the time. Good luck with all your, your future happenings.
1: I appreciate it so much. Thank you. I had so much fun with you. Thank you, John.
0: Here's a wild idea. How about eating some good, clean, delicious, sustainably raised meat instead of the nasty, trashy feedlot animals? The vast majority of our meat consumption. No wonder there's vegetarians and vegans out there. But look, Wild Idea Buffalo is 100% grass fed and finished meat. They roam on the open range as they have been for 130,000 years. This wonderful company is doing the best they can to give these animals a good life, harvest them in a humane manner. Check this out, 40 million cattle are slaughtered every year and pushed into the mainstream food supply. You've read books like Fast Food Nation with the disastrous health impact and consequences of this mess. And then, by contrast, 60,000 buffalo a year are harvested. Much more nutritional value, much better feeling deep inside when you order quality meat. Go to wildidea.com, order direct. They'll ship it to your house. It's delicious. You'll be a convert right away. There's nothing in the world like buffalo burger fantastic try it okay if you're ready to change your life please check out the primal blueprint mastery courses of which i am the host the exercise was to bring our books to life with a comprehensive online multimedia educational experience we have the primal blueprint 21 day transformation so you can Go Primal, Ditch Grains and Sugars, Learn What Primal Living is All About. We have the Keto Reset Mastery Course. If you've built up some good momentum and now you're ready to try this keto thing and do it right once and for all and be guided step-by-step throughout the content in the entire book, The Keto Reset Diet, through video, if you're too lazy to read, just watch me talk you through the whole thing. We also have the Primal Endurance Mastery Course, which is the world's most comprehensive Library of interviews with experts, great athletes, and covering the entire content of the Primal Endurance book. An absolute must have for an endurance athlete who's trying to do it right instead of get broken down and burnt out. And many other ones. We have a stand up desk experience called Don't Just Sit There with Katie Bowman. We have a paleo cooking boot camp where you can cook for a couple hours on the weekend and have meals for your family all throughout the week. Great courses. Click the links at bradkearns.com and learn more.